this 10-minute exhortation, why are we struggling? Very short. It's going to be very short, and then we're going to pray. I'm going to bring Pastor Tristan up. We're going to uh, cover the uh, prayer. Why are we struggling? You know, on Friday, I caught a little glimpse of this uh, interview with Tim Tebow. Now, for those of you who, does, who do not know who Tim Tebow is, maybe you've been living on the rock, under a rock for a while now. Tim Tebow was a 2007 Heisman Trophy winner, NFL. Now, Heisman Trophy is the highest college. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to get there. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. That's where I was going when I said the highest. Heisman Trophy is the highest award anyone can get as a college player. The highest. All through the time when this young man was playing for University of Florida, Tim Tebow uniquely, as a quarterback, wrote on his, uh, what do you call this place? Under his eyelids. <laughs> Under his eyes. Under his eyes. Every game he played, John 3.16. Every game. And so at the end of, well, actually, as a sophomore, he won his Heisman Trophy. Very unique. Usually, you go through four years, and you, know, you don't even get it. But a unique guy. Not only was he a very talented college quarterback, this young man, from an early age, made the decision he will remain celibate. He will never engage in any intimacy with a woman until he got married. Now, if you, if you don't understand college athletics and the kind of things that go around when you're in sports in the college in the United States, you have no idea what, what, what I just said. As an ordinary man going to college, women are knocking on your door every night in the dorms. But when you are a star quarterback, it's not women. They are coming boss loads. <laughs> Amen. But he made that determination that he would not defile himself. He would remain celibate while focusing on playing football and honoring God in his life. He came into the NFL. I'm giving you context. And I'm, when, I, when I share the scripture, we're done. We're going to pray. When he came into the NFL, there was high hopes that Tim Tebow was going to just do all kinds of great things. And amazingly, he had a very short-lived NFL career. I think about two or three years. And he never really made a splash in the NFL professionally as he did in college. For an average young man, that would have destroyed him completely. But the guy said, you know what? It's just a game. That he's living for something bigger than the game. Amen. He retooled himself and now plays baseball in the minor leagues. But every time you see him in the media, he was upbeat. He was not depressed. He didn't feel sorry for himself. And on and on and on and on. And on. So Friday I saw, I watched a little clip of him and uh, a woman on TV. This last month he just got engaged to Miss Universe. Miss Universe, 2017, by the way. 
Missing verse 27. This is a South African born lady. And so the lady asked him in the interview, how did you meet the Miss Universe? I mean, you guys are in opposing worlds. You are in NFL, you are in baseball, and now you are engaged to Miss Universe? What's the story behind that? And he said something that is so important upon which I'm going to build everything I'm saying this morning before we pray. He said they met at the fundraising for disabled children, which is his own foundation. So use that to say you live for something bigger than yourself. And that because he had already established that in his own life, when he was introduced to this lady at the same event, he realized that he had, they both had a desire to serve God and to serve people. And that was his attraction to her. You didn't hear what I just said. Why are we struggling? Many of us are struggling in relationships because of the fatal attraction. What is the fatal attraction for many of us, especially people that are not born again? And in fact, now, many born again people. When we first see the opposite person, maybe a man or a woman, the attraction for the most time in the Western world is the body. Yes. What's the curves? What's the curve line like? Is it a sound figure eight? Or is it just a straight line? That's the first thing we see. So if we would like figure eight, if that's a cup of tea, we are pursuing it. Now, perhaps maybe it's not figured for you. Maybe it's what we call the personality. It's jovial, it's affirmable. Man, it's just all over the place, happy-go-lucky. Man, when he talks, everybody laughs. And you are attracted to the personality. So for some of us, it's a figure. For others of us, it's a personality. Nothing could be more fatal than those two features. Now, how a person looks is important. Don't misunderstand me. And their personality is also important, but you cannot build a relationship on those things. And for many of us, that's where we are. That's where we started. And because we've built relationships on those things. What are those things? Those things in and of themselves are declining things. Figure eight at the beginning begins to become figure one. After two or three children, you begin to realize this figure eight, this is, this is fake news. Eight is disappearing and one is appearing. And in your, in your entire mentality, you are, you are attracted to it. Our physical bodies decline. Amen. That's just, I, I, listen, I know Hollywood, a face lift and uh, all kinds of lift is taking place. It's a lie. After a while, the truth will show up. Yeah. <laughs> 
personalities. How smart he is or she is. How intelligent. My God, they're so well versed in everything. Really? Sometimes when I want to call uh, Faith, I call Toyin. Sometimes I want to call Toyin, I'm calling Faith. Those things, uh, the, your, your mental acumen, after a while, it starts to what? Decline. So if you build a relationship based on physical values or soulish values, which deals with the personalities, how they dress, how they look, what they say, who their friends are, and blah, 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 blah. If that's what you build it up, you find out five years, ten years of relationship, you wake up and say, really? Is this what I'm stuck with for the rest of my life? You start asking yourself questions. Young people, those of you that are single right now, hear what I'm saying to you. Amen. Those of us who married as unbelievers, we're already in it. God is helping us. <laughs> but if you're a believer and you're single, you better listen carefully. You cannot just pick a mate on how they look or their personalities. If you do that, you just buy in trouble. Genesis chapter 24. Genesis 24. Why are we struggling? Genesis 24, beginning from, from verse 10. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed. For all his master's goods was all his master's goods were in his hand, and he arose and went to Mesopotamia. Oh my gosh! Do you see what I say about declining? <laughs> Do you see what I just told you guys about declining virtues? <laughs> Five years ago, I can call that, not, that name with no problem. Now I'm struggling to call it. If my wife married me just for my personality, she's in trouble. Let's try one more time. Where am I? <laughs> Where's verse 10? Mesopotamia. <laughs> to the city of Nail. And he made his camels kneel down outside the city by a well of water at evening time, the time when women go out to draw water. Now look at what it says. Verse 12. Then he said, O oh Lord God of my father, my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Verse 13. Behold, here I stand by the well of water and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw the water. What is going to be the factor that will help this servant know this is the right woman? Will it be how beautiful she is? Verse 14. Now, let it be that a young woman to whom I say, please let down your pitcher that I may drink. And she says, drink. And I will also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. So how did he know? Because in the next verse, you're going to see something. Verse 15. And it happened before he had finished speaking that behold, Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, son of Micah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her picture on her shoulder. Look at verse 16. 
Now the woman was very what? A virgin. No matter no her. So if, you are for, if we look at verse 16, you may be tempted to think Rebecca was chosen because of her beauty. The beauty was an added value. The reason she was chosen was her industry, her service, her ability to think about others and be willing to engage. Huge. Say huge. Our bodies will decline. Our personality will decline. The core issue that we should be looking at is the spirit. That spirit. That spirit. For the young people, singles, don't be captivated by the fatal attraction. No. Just the physical body, the personalities. You are chasing a losing shadow. You never catch it. There will be always someone that's more prettier, more handsome than the person you think you're chasing. And then when it happens, what happens? Second Peter chapter 1. And I'm done. We're going to pray now. Second Peter chapter 1. Give this to me in the NIV. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. Why are we struggling? For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith what? Goodness. And to goodness, knowledge. And to knowledge, self-control. And to self-control, perseverance. These are all points that Pastor Lani prayed this morning. And to perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, what? Love. Ah, now look at verse 8. Key. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, remember, your body is what? Decreasing. Yeah. Your personality is what? Decreasing. Correct. So you cannot hold on to something that's decreasing and declining. You are going to lose the battle. Peter says, if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will what? Keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the point. The only part of us that increases is our spirit. You increase in love. You increase in faith. You increase in perseverance. You increase in patience. Those are the th- so that's that's the only thing that lasts. Are you hearing me this morning? So we struggle because we are low on this. We are low on Second Peter chapter chapter one verses five through seven. We are low on those, and the body and the personalities are declining. So I want us to pray this morning that God will help us to refocus. Those of us that are already in it, we need to pray that God will help us to focus our attention on our spiritual edification. So we can begin to increase in these virtues and values to the glory of God.
and for our young people that God will help you to stay focused on the right things and don't allow the vanity of the fatal attraction to pull you in and you find out, wow, what happened to Prince Charming or to Princess whatever. Amen? Amen. All right. Praise God. So let's, let's spend some time in prayer. You guys want to pray? Yes. You want to pray over your families? Yes. Amen. Let's, let's do it. Amen. Let's start from Hallelujah. Amen. And so we're just going to go to um, the same scripture pastor is using. And we're going to use that as uh, the template for prayers this afternoon. That will be Second Peter chapter 1. And we're going to begin there from verse 5. It says, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. So I want us to lift up our voice this afternoon and say, Lord, I want to increase. I want to increase in virtue. I want to increase in love. I want to increase in knowledge. I want to increase in self-control. I want to increase in perseverance. I want to increase in godliness. I want you to take your Bibles. I want you to pray from that scripture this afternoon. Just don't pray by just because I'm saying. I want you to read the scripture and begin to name them one after the other. I want to increase in brotherly kindness. I want to increase in love. I am confident that if these things are already in me, I'm confident because these things are already in me. And Lord, because they are already in me, I increase in them. Lord, I thank you today that by your spirit, oh God, I increase in the state. It has already been said to us, our spirit man is the one that increases. Do I have everyone here? Would I have, please everyone just lift up your voice this afternoon. I want you to pray this prayer. This is what keeps our family. This is what caused our families to last. This is the reason. If we increase in these things, as we increase in them, I want you to lift up your voice this afternoon. Lord, this is my desire. I want to increase my God, oh Lord, in diligence. I want to increase my God in faith. I want to increase in knowledge. I want to increase, oh God, in self-control. I want to increase in perseverance. I want to increase in godliness. I want to increase in kindness. I want to increase in brotherly love. I want to increase, almighty God, above all, oh God, that Lord God, the virtue, oh God, that you have listed in here may be evident in my life and in my home in the name of Jesus. I want you to lift up your voice this afternoon. Lord, this is my desire. I want to increase in what, oh God, you desire for me. You desire that I grow in knowledge. You desire that I grow in perseverance. You desire that I grow in self-control. You desire that I grow in virtue. You desire that I grow in brotherly 
kindness. You desire that I grow in love. It is because of this I become grounded, oh God. I become stable, almighty God. That my eyes are not focused on temporal things. My eyes are focused on the things that are permanent. Because Lord, you are permanent, oh God. Every virtue, oh God, comes from you. And because I have you in my life, oh God, I grow in all this, Lord. In the name of Jesus. I want you to lift up your voice this afternoon. I want you to lift up your voice this afternoon. Hear me. I'm saying to you this afternoon, as you increase in these things, all the things that you desire, the enormity of them that the enemy poses before you, they pale in the sight of increasing in all these things. I want you to know this is God's heart's desire for us. This is what God's desire for us more than we even desire for ourselves. This is what keeps our family. This is why our families are strong. This is why our family will become an example in the society. This is why the society will change. Because we exude all this that God is asking of us. I want you to lift up your voice this afternoon again. I want you to begin to pray. Lord, I want to increase. Lord, I want to increase. I am tired of feeding myself. I'm tired of feeding the flesh. Lord, this afternoon, oh God, I declare the flesh decreases. Lord, but I increase in knowledge. I increase in diligence. I increase in virtue. I increase in brotherly kindness. My God, this is my heart's desire. Lord, we pray for every single in the house that our eyes will be set upon this, oh God. We will not be distracted, oh God, by the things that are physical. But our eyes, oh God, will stay, oh God, focused on that which you desire for us, oh God. Father, we pray for every single in the house. As we desire a mate, as we desire a companion, my God, we declare, may the appetite for the things of God increase in the name of Jesus. My God, may everything, oh God, that we desire concerning our mates, oh God, may it align with that which you desire for us in the name of Jesus. I want you to lift up your voice this afternoon. Every single in the house, every married in the house, just lift up your voice. Lord, we pray. We pray, oh God, that your love will abound more and more. That the sweetness of the love of Jesus, Father, will increase more and more. That we become, oh God, the fragrance of Christ diffused everywhere. My God, this afternoon we pray that Lord, the hallmark of our homes will be that it is grounded in the love of God. Father, Lord, what will exemplify our home is that we exude the love of God. My Lord, today in the name of Jesus, we declare in place of hate, love will increase. In the name of Jesus. My God, we declare today, Almighty God, in place of darkness, the light of God will shine in every home in the name of Jesus. I want you to bless the name of the Lord this afternoon. I want you to bless the name of the Lord this afternoon. Just give him praise that in my own, the love of God increases. In my own, knowledge increases. In my own, virtue increases. In my own, kindness increases. In my own, love abounds. In the name of Jesus. My God, we are not barren.